Welcome to the weekend wrap up. This is Zoe, the intern here at KLRC. Maybe you're like me and you don't catch everything on the air, but that doesn't mean you have to miss out. I'm sharing highlights from Mark and Christie's morning show, Middays with Isaac and Robert, and The Drive Home with Anson and Kara. Let's see what they've been up to this week. I'm sorry, I, I can't stop smiling. So you got a text from my wife this weekend, I assume. I did, yesterday. Did you? She said keep it on the down low, so I uh-huh. didn't realize that you quite had been on the conversation to the extent that you had. But yeah, just saying that they were actually considering getting a I'm, puppy. You guys I, bringing a puppy so into first your of all, family? I'm convinced there are more conversations happening that I'm aware of. <laughs> I think I'm strategically being brought into mm-hmm. certain conversations at certain time. So I love what you said about, you know, when they came and asked you, it was like so the crack in the, the door. First of all, I've never been against getting a dog. Mm-hmm. The plan was, though, which my wife was on board for. That was her idea. She was mm-hmm. like, you know what? We got a bunch of teenagers at home. We tried years ago and it didn't work out quite so well. Mm-hmm. Let's get them out of the house and off and launched. It'll be a little quieter around the house. That'll be a perfect time to bring in a little extra companion. Mm-hmm. And we're so busy right now. We're gone all mm-hmm. the time. For, mm-hmm. And we're like, this may, be, may not be the right time. I'm like, okay. Yeah. Makes sense to me. I think it's the right time for that little dog. But and anyway, then all ahead. of a sudden, like the tide <laughs> turned sometime in the last, I don't know, 72 hours. And um, and she was like, oh, hey, this thing about the puppies, the, the, a puppy, the kids are like, they're really like into this now. Would you at all be open to it? And I was like, well, I mean, I'll consider it. I'm like, not that complete. That was like a sliver of light of the door. And it was like... <laughs> It's like the door flew open. My college-age daughter, I find out, she's like, yeah, I'll pay the deposit. (laughs) Well, first of all, this isn't about the money. It's really not about the money. She's like, I'll write the check. (laughs) That is hilarious. So, um, I, I think, hands down, this is the best decision you could ever make for your little family. Listen. You have a big family, actually. This would be We're, great. Like, that dog will be so loved. Uh-huh. And, yeah, and I, it, what's going to happen is that dog's going to end up being your best little buddy. And, See, I don't know. I, that's what, my wife, that's mm-hmm. like, her. she was like, look, this was my idea. This dog, <laughs> this dog needs to love me more than, than it loves you. <laughs> it's like, I don't know how we, I don't know how we have a conversation <laughs> about well, getting that kind of a dog. But. I, I think... You know what? I think our listening family, listen, okay, if you're listening right now, I need you to zone in. This is going to be so good for Mark's family. Uh-huh. Like his kiddos. It's going to be great for the dog. This is such a good thing. This is adding a family member. Okay. Listen, we're still in negotiations. This is not, this is not a done deal. Okay. Listen, we're going to make it a done deal today. No. I need your help. <laughs> I need you to call us. Okay. 800-909-KLRC. No. Yes. And we're going to just, I just think, you know, when people know better, they do better. Right. So uh-huh. I just think if you know uh-huh. the all the pros of having a new little family member, then Oh, believe me, you'll you'll do it, and I, so I think that is my job. I I think that's why I have the job at KLRC is for this moment in time, is to 
let you know that a dog is going to be such a gift to your family and you should do this. I thought what captivated you was that sign on the wall that said, share hope in Jesus. (laughs) That was. Okay. Maybe that was the reason I took this job. But the other part of that, I mean, I believe God uses us for multiple purposes in our jobs. Uh, uh, And this is part of my purpose here at KLRC. It's to get a dog in your family. Stop. I have to agree with Christy on this one. A special companion like a dog adds so much value to your family and a great way to get your teenagers to go on walks, take the puppy out and play. This is a great thing. Even though my husband and I have cats, not dogs, they add so much to our lives, our little furry friends. It's a special bond we can have between us and God's amazing creation. So yeah, I'm on Christy's team. Let's get Mark a dog. Next is our positive difference story. All right, so how about a uh, little baseball positive difference story of the day? Okay, I'm all about it. Let's do it. What is it? It's not the World Series yet, right? It's coming up. Yeah, Yeah, close. It is coming up, though. All right. Do you know if uh, Arizona's in in it yet? I I haven't paid good attention to this. But I've got a new favorite fan to cheer for on the Arizona Diamondbacks now. You're a fan of a I'm new favorite player? Correct, yes. Okay. Thank you. It's early. If you're, if you're a fan cheering for other fans, <laughs> I, have, I, I do think have that's favorite great. Fans I mean, it's supporting each other. I just randomly pick people out from the crowd. <laughs> All right. So there's a guy on the Arizona Diamondbacks that I was reading about this week. This is pretty cool. He's a two-time Major League Baseball Golden Glove winner. His name's Nick Ahmed. And he's been sharing openly about how his life changed, literally in the middle of a baseball game. He's won uh, gold gloves in 2018 and 2019 for superior fielding. But at one point in his life, he wasn't quite so sure this baseball thing was going to work out. He found himself in a slump. Things weren't working out well. He was living life on the road, away from his wife. It's just a hard, mm-hmm. hard time mm-hmm. in his life. Yeah. He had just been traded from the Atlanta Braves to the Diamondbacks. He said, I was struggling with fitting in on a new team. I'd just gotten traded. I was dealing with failure like I had never felt before. Mm. And every day I just had this anxiety and fear and depression and worry about what my future might hold. And all those things led up to a moment. The moment that I gave my life to Jesus in the middle of a minor league baseball game in Mobile, Alabama. Wow. Isn't this kind of cool? He said, normally, he runs out between innings, takes his defensive position, and takes a couple of ground balls between innings just to get warmed up. But he said, for some reason, that day, that moment, I didn't. I just turned around, I faced the outfield, I closed my eyes, and I talked to God. He said, at that moment, I asked God to come into my life and save me. And just as I did, and surrendered my life, He said, I felt this incredible flood of peace run through me. It's a peace that has never left me to this day. So who knows who had been sharing with him what leading up to that moment and wondered like, hey, is this, you know, wonder what he's ever going to do with this. Mm -hmm. But one day at just the right time in the middle of a minor league baseball game. That's amazing. He said, this was the time. I'm like, I love this. Yeah, that's incredible. And, and I think even from being from, you know, from the stands, people had no idea that it, that exchange right. was happening. Yes. Just sitting in the stands, watching this baseball player just 
looking at the outfit. They probably think he's looking at a, another fan or right. looking at something, you know. Yeah, they're all just and he's literally this, sitting around. Like life-changing, powerful, intimate conversation with God. That's yeah. a really interesting picture. Like mm-hmm. complete distraction on the field. Yeah. But you know, in heaven, there is this massive celebration. Yeah. That's pretty cool. It's amazing. I really liked what Mark said about how maybe a person in this baseball player's life had been sharing pieces of the gospel with him. You know, you just never know how it all culminated into that one moment. It reminds me that even sharing tiny pieces of the gospel, sharing Jesus's light and hope in small doses with our coworkers, neighbors, people sitting across from us at the doctor's office, it can make a difference. In the end, God is the one doing the work. The pressure isn't on us. We just have to share it. An incredible story. Up next is Isaac with another sweet story. What to do when you're left with so many teddy bears. So when the queen passed away last month on September 8th, thousands, and I mean more than a thousand Paddington bears and other teddy bears were left in tribute to the late Queen Elizabeth II in London at Windsor. And now they've been said that they're going to be donating them to a children's charity. I love that. When mourners left thousands of tributes, including flowers and teddy bears outside of Buckingham Palace, there was this big discussion on what they were going to do with all of these teddy bears. The Queen became linked to Paddington Bear, another British national treasure, after the two appeared in a short comedy video during the Platinum Jubilee celebrations to mark the monarch's 70th year on the throne. Buckingham Palace and the Royal Parks said on Saturday last weekend that the thousands of bears left in tribute for the Queen will be professionally cleaned and then donated to Barnados, a children's charity. Barnados said, We're honored to be able to give homes to these teddies left in the Queen's memory. We promise to look after these bears who will be well-loved and bring joy to the children we support. So that's kind of sweet. So a lot of bears left out for the Queen who passed away, now being given homes for children who will love them for a long time. While it is sad to lose an amazing woman like the Queen of England, who was a very devout be- while it is sad to lose an amazing woman like the Queen of England, who was a very devout believer, I think it's special and sweet that even in her passing, good comes out of it. Like these teddy bears going to kids, that these mementos honoring her will continue to honor her by providing joy and comfort to little ones. That's just so precious. Here's more with Isaac. So for those of us trying to save money, which is, I guess, all of us, Netflix is rolling out a cheaper plan for seven bucks a month in November. The catch here is that it includes ads, 15 to 30 second ads before and during shows and films, as well as having a smaller selection of content due to licensing restrictions. But the ads thing is where I'm tripping up because guys, we're just reinventing cable here. We're eventually gonna have 30 different subscription services all on the cheapest plans and they'll all have ads on them. And then we're gonna go, wait, what if we invented a new thing with no ads? And then we're just gonna, the cycle continues, right? This is so funny. Because wasn't the original thing about streaming that it didn't have ads and that was the coolest thing ever? We're, we, there's nothing new, right? Nothing new. Yeah, I am not the biggest fan of Netflix, so this is just more motivation for me to find an alternative way to watch my great British baking show. Commercials wouldn't be so bad, I think, if they didn't interrupt the shows. Sure, before and after, okay, but during? That ruins it. Now, here's Anson and Kara from The Drive Home. 
Sometimes I worry a little too much about reaching my potential or, mm. you know, fulfilling the goals in life. Am I doing enough? Am I, am I trying hard enough and doing all the things? And it can be a little overwhelming and a little exhausting. But also maybe there's this thought kind of in the back of my mind and maybe in yours too of, well, isn't that what I'm supposed to do though? Like, I'm, I'm, God gave me these gifts and he wants me to use them well and be a good steward. So I'm supposed to try really hard and reach my potential, yeah, right? right? So it's like this kind of weird catch 22. But I read something today that I, I really, it was helpful for me. It gave me pause in thinking about my own struggle with this. It's from Grace Lauenberger. She said, maybe, just maybe, God cares less about my potential than he does about my presence. Mm. My presence with him in his church, my presence with the people he's placed in my life. I don't think God has a cosmic bucket list with my name at the top. I think he really wants me to experience what it means to be content with Christ, to be attentive to the life I actually am experiencing right now, instead of fixating on the ideas of what could have been or what was or could be. I really resonated with what Kara shared. As a senior in college, I get a lot of questions about what am I going to do after I graduate? And to be honest, it's kind of terrifying. I often dream about my purpose, what God has in store for me, how I am supposed to steward the gifts he's given me, how to serve him well. But lately, I've found roadblocks stopping me from certain things, things I thought I was supposed to do. And after meditating on it, I realized that maybe God needs me to focus on what's right in front of me. Similar to what Kara said, being present. And a meaningful life isn't a completed checklist. We can feel fulfilled simply by being with God. I mean, isn't that what heaven is supposed to be? Just being with him? God is the one who fills our cup, fills us with meaning and identity, not the things we do or accomplish. I think that's sometimes lost on us in this ultra-crazy busy world. Thank you, Kara, for sharing that. Up next is Anson with some big news. Kara, there is a uh, developing news story happening with my family. Oh, okay. This week. All right. And that is we're currently in the process of getting a new dog. <gasps> what? Yes. That's a huge deal. Adopting a dog. Oh my goodness. Probably here within the next couple of days. Oh, I'm excited. Been matched with somebody. <laughs> and so cute. now it's just a matter of time. <laughs> but this is kind of interesting because I was thinking about this and I, I've been realizing, I think there are basically two life stages, two most common life stages when a family decides they need to get a dog. Yes. Okay, stage one is we'd like to have kids, uh, but we're not sure we're quite ready yet, <laughs> so we're going to get a dog instead. That sounds about right. Now, yeah. my wife and I, we're far past that stage. Way, way, way past, Although yeah. we did get a dog, a different dog, Before. in that stage. <laughs> and then the second stage is we're pretty sure, unless God does something crazy, we're probably not going to be having more kids, uh-huh. so we should just get, get a dog. Get a puppy. <laughs> So yeah. we're almost two for two. Okay. <laughs> Looks like lots of people are finding their furry companions. Now, if only I could get my cats to tolerate each other. Thank you so much for listening to this week's wrap up. Join me next week as we catch up on things you might have missed during the week. Until then, have a great weekend. <laughs>